Hello, God lovers, and welcome back to I Need God Pod. My name is God Lover Kyle. I'm the admin for the Instagram page. I need God in every moment of my life, and this is our second monthly astrology forecast episode for December 2023. Just a little back story. Um, I've been writing monthly astrology horoscopes for each sign for a website called Platform Art for over the last year, and I've been using that writing in the Patreon Um, and sending it to everyone who subscribed early. However, I have just been let go and my column has been um, canceled because of refinancing, restructuring at the place that hired me to do it. So because it's so much work to write out each sign and what's happening for them every month, like in detail, I didn't do it this month because I wasn't getting paid to do it. So for this month, it's just going to be this audio component and I'm going to try to sprinkle in some like, this is good for that sign or challenging for the sign, but there's not going to be like for Aries, the full moon, the new moon, the blah, blah, blah for Taurus, blah, blah, blah. So unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to include that this time on the Patreon. So this is just going to be a free astrology episode for anyone who's interested in just a quick rundown of December's astrology. So if that interests you, um, let's get to it. So the month starts with Mercury moving into Capricorn. So today is the third. Mercury is already in Capricorn. This just makes communication a little more technical and persistent. Um, Anyone who's an earth sign like Capricorn, Taurus, um, what's the other earth sign? Virgo. You could expect communication to kind of ramp up and become more powerful, maybe easier or just more readily available to happen. Mercury in an earth sign, it just makes communication a little more technical, a little more down to business, less less poetic in a way. Um, For Cancer, Aries, and Libra, it might be a little challenging or there may be a challenge in communication that comes up that really helps to push you to refine the way you communicate and think. So that's just painting the first of the month here. Like today in the next week or so, it's this is Mercury is going to be in Capricorn like through the middle to the end of the month. Today, Venus is in Libra and it's squaring Pluto, which makes attention. Think of this as like Persephone and... Hades uh, and the underworld story where Venus is in a converse kind of like a conflictual conversation with power so love and power and challenges between uh, beauty and rebirth are just in the air today however that kind of changes tomorrow on the 4th when Venus enters Scorpio so it will still be loosely square Pluto tomorrow obviously but it won't be it'll be out of sign so that just means like it's going to move into a sign that isn't actually square to where Pluto is in the sky by sign. All that is to say is that the tension from today kind of brings us into this Venus in Scorpio period, which is going to last, I think, at least until the end of the month, like this full month. When Venus is in Scorpio, things are getting sexy. They are getting serious in a way. Um, for Scorpios and other water sign people like Cancer and Pisces, you could expect maybe to attract people more easily without as much effort. Venus is about attraction. It's about 
um, allure in a certain sense. Um, it could also be about justice and peace too. So for the water signs, there may be a sense of justice, a sense of peace, a sense of attraction, a sense of, and it kind of easily. So for over the month, um, for the fixed signs, Leo, Taurus, Aquarius, and Scorpio, it may be a sexy kind of challenge, like a challenge from another, um, or a challenge in love or a challenge in justice to force you to kind of take on something that's a little less uh, in your comfort zone or may push you, but may may help you reach deeper and more, even more sensual heights. Um, Deeper heights is a funny way to say it, but yeah, deeper depths. (laughs) Um, Just because Scorpio is that fixed water sign and it has to do with really gut feelings and the subconscious in a sense, um, what lies under the surface and tension, um, magic in a sense, kind of like unspoken things, um, and sexy things in that regard. So that kind of paints the whole month, which I think is kind of fun and good in general. I think I like Venus and Scorpio, like spicier, right? It's a spicier time in a sense, and it's not necessarily bad, Although it can be bad, it can sting. Like I said, there can be a challenge for some people. But for most, mostly, it's just a sexy time. And we can leave it at that. Okay. On the 6th, a couple of days later, Neptune goes direct. I don't think this is too significant other than to note that Neptune has been retrograde, which may have us reflecting on what we dream about or rethinking what we desire and what we fa- our fantasies are. And now that it's going direct, um, it's not going to be right away, but over the next couple months, a feeling of knowing what fantasies serve us, knowing what dreams really make us come alive, um, being able to follow our kind of dreams in a sense. So this is good, I think, for Pisces people, for anyone who's a dreamer, and especially good for those who are in the arts. If you've been in the arts and you've been experiencing roadblocks or redos or um, reconsiderations, then from now on, slowly, there's going to be an energy that pushes us towards um, cohesion in the arts, um, projects that move forward, things like that. On the 12th, we have a very big day because it is a new moon in Sagittarius, but at the same time, Mercury is going to begin its retrograde period. So this, the month itself seems pretty good to me. The, maybe the only most difficult thing would be the Mercury retrograde, which isn't that bad. It happens four times a year. It's inevitably going to be happening during a Christmas or holiday season. So it's just, okay, let's just talk about that for a second. Mercury, Mercury moving retrograde. On the 12th, it will be like still in the sky, like unmoving because it's wavering between its forward and backward motion. Basically, it's like the most still it can be. It creates almost like a sense of pause or a breath before moving in the other direction. Over the next four weeks, while it is moving retrograde, all you need to do is plan extra Give yourself extra time for travel and for anything you do. So it's like if there's a big contract coming up, if there's a big purchase you're looking to make, if there are travel plans you are booking, 
if there are details that you need to make sure get done, you need to allow yourself extra time. You need to just start those processes early and expect some hiccups along the way. It's nothing that anyone can't handle. It just requires extra time and extra patience and a knowledge that, you know, not everything is just going to be click, 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 smooth, 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 here, there, there. You just need to give yourself extra time. Leave for your flight early. Leave for your train early. Book the ticket now. Book the thing in advance. If you're buying, making a big purchase, do your research on it. Find the best deal. Don't just pull the trigger here. That's just common advice for any Mercury retrograde, especially right now over the next four weeks. Not right now. Well, starting the 12th. It's honestly even starting right now because Mercury retrograde has this thing called a shadow period that kind of bookends either side of the actual retrograde motion where things may even start you know being a little more complicated a little earlier it's just a good idea for this whole month to really just be intentional and take your time as simple as that um it starts in capricorn and it ends up moving into sagittarius later on um for capricorn and sagittarius people especially if you have rising capricorn or sagittarius just be extra cautious and planning with planning um this is a good time to journal and to reflect to really get the most out of the retrograde um you could think of mercury as communication as thoughts and you could think of retrogrades as redoing rethinking replanning pausing strategizing thinking about something in a new way so it's a good time to journal for everyone especially i would say capricorn and sagittarius since that's the signs that the that mercury is actually moving through during this retrograde okay so on the same day as the that of the retrograde starting it's the new moon in sagittarius new moons are always a big reset it's a time to lay low to relax to meditate because what you think about during a new moon is more likely to come true than what you think about during other times so around the around the new moon the 11th the 12th the 13th Just be intentional with your thoughts or observe your thoughts. That's why meditation would be good here. You don't want to be overly active so that you're not aware of what you're thinking because what you're thinking is more highly likely to manifest, if that makes sense, especially for Sagittarius people, Sagittarius rising, but even moon or sun or someone with a Sagittarius stellium, especially rising, um, and all the fire signs, Leo, and Aries, this new moon is a big reset, is a good time to just take advantage of the low energy, stay home, um, housekeep, do some personal inventory if possible. Um, For people who are Pisces, Virgo, Gemini, Sagittarius, these are the mutable signs. It may be a little more challenging for you to do this, to really sit and hear the call So just be mindful that if you're Pisces, Virgo, Gemini, Sagittarius, rising or sun or otherwise, just know that it may be more challenging for you to feel the calmness of this new moon and to actually listen to your thoughts. And if you can, journal. Because um, there is like Mercury, which is pausing in the sky, is going to be trying Jupiter. When Mercury is trying Jupiter ideas could come through. 
um, big picture ideas, revelatory ideas, it's exciting ideas, adventurous ideas, ideas about new beliefs. Um, all of this is possible during this new moon because Mercury is paused in the sky too. I just feel like there's a drama to this idea, like a big breath and a big release and then a flooding in of new ideas. Um, so wisdom, I think, could become come, could come down to you during this time. Even novel ideas, new ideas. It's a rare moment where everything is paused. The sun and the moon are are together in Sagittarius. New, that's a pause. Mercury stationing retrograde, that's a pause. And then the interaction from Jupiter to Mercury, that is big ideas coming down. So I think this is a very significant time of the month and one where. If, if you're caught up in the hustle and bustle of the holidays, a time to put the brakes on and to just sit and think if possible. If you're more of a person who needs to be active to think, that is fine too. Like running, taking a walk, taking a hike, um, doing something meditative. It doesn't have to be in stillness. Um, just because Sagittarius isn't a very still sign. If you need to be doing something, that's fine too. Organizing, using your hands, um, anything like that. That's that's the new moon. That's the 12th of the month. Big part of the month. I think the next really big thing that happens in this month is the full moon, which is about two weeks later. But it's the full moon is kind of coinciding with Christmas. So the moon will be really exactly full on the 26th. So over Christmas time, the 24th to the 25th, the energy is mounting. So it's kind of being felt as we head into it on the 26th. It's going to be in Cancer um, because the sun is moving from Sagittarius into Capricorn on the 21st. Um, that means the full moon is going to be in Cancer, which is the opposite of Capricorn. On the 21st and the 22nd, the sun and Mercury are going to conjoin. Mercury is going to be retrograde, but this still means that there is an increase in communication and talking and um, doing things even, I would say. Um, so that kind of kicks off Capricorn season. Capricorn season is drier. It's a little more nitty gritty down to business. Um, it's less fun in general, but some people have fun getting down to business. And when a Capricorn is having fun, it is a very good time. They do know how to party. So it's that's just happening before Christmas. Then Christmas happens. And then we have the full moon in Cancer. I think this is a really great full moon to have for Christmas time. Cancer, you know, represents the family, the mother, the mothering principle, protection and caregiving. Um, these are all themes that kind of happen around Christmas. So if you will be with family or, um, whoever you're with during Christmas, like if you love the people you're with or you're connected to them, the full moon in cancer really magnifies that feeling. I think it makes it very cozy and it makes people really, will make people really think about the importance and the privilege of gathering with loved ones with family and celebrating and enjoying food. Cancer is very good at enjoying food. So a cancer full moon is just like a culmination of that familial 
archetype. And so that it's happening during Christmas time, I think, is a very good sign and very good for people. There's a lot of planetary activity going on, actually. So there's going to be a lot of vibes in the air to grab onto. Mostly good, mostly easy planetary connections are happening so that no one's going to feel too stuck with one feeling. There's going to be a lot of feelings in the air, a lot of easy, good feelings, a lot of different ways to connect to family and friends during this time, which I think is really nice. Cancers will obviously feel this the most. And the other water signs, Scorpio and Pisces, will probably benefit as well in a kind of easy, familial um, joy or release because full moons are kind of about release in a way. And then it may be a little more tense or challenging for Aries, Capricorn, and Libra, but not in a bad way. It just may be a challenge to, um, you may be presented with a familial challenge that actually strengthens your bond, essentially. The sun will be trying Jupiter at this time. So kind of like on the new moon when Mercury was trying Jupiter, the sun trying Jupiter is really good. It's very, it makes things very jolly, very partyful very expansive, very um, good for drinking and having a good time. So Leo, Sagittarius, Pisces um, will really feel the sun trying Jupiter, that jolliness, but so should everybody. So I think that's also a really good thing. That's kind of like lasting from before Christmas to a little bit after Christmas. I think it's going exact just after Christmas. And then finally, on this day, I think the most challenging part to the Christmas time is going to be that um, Mercury is conjunct Mars and Sagittarius and square to Neptune in Pisces. So the issue with this could be some insensitive conversations are had, some conflict of the minds um, that challenges someone's assumed reality. Um people living in different realities, having conflict. If you are a Sagittarius of Pisces, a Virgo, or a Gemini, watch your tongue. Be careful with your tongue. Um, if you like getting in playful arguments, then great. This is great for that. Um, with Mercury square Neptune, there may be misunderstandings, confusion, wishful thinking, issues around honesty, issues with clarity, um, it may mean flowing imagery, like, um, imaginary worlds opening up the ability to perceive things that, um, are usually imperceptible. And with Mars, that's where the more combative part kind of comes in. It could be like moping or like secret harmful actions. It could be like camouflage desires. It could be feeling pointless. It could, but it's also kind of charismatic and um gives you like weird actions honestly just neptune plus mars is like it can mean like a dampening of your vital energy where you're just like uh nothing's really worth doing i feel like just so you're aware that is kind of painting the christmas time as well so then as we move to the end of the month on the 29th, Venus will enter Sagittarius. So it's out of that sexy um, Scorpio time we've had this whole month. It, you know, if you want to do some like strange, sexy stuff during December, like the energy is there. People are going to be willing to do it. Once it moves into Sagittarius, 
it's still sexy there too. It's just more lighthearted and less, uh, it's more like of a more funny anyway. Venus and Sagittarius, it's kind of like the laughter you have with intimacy. And then finally, at the end of the month, Jupiter is going to move direct. So Jupiter has been retrograde for a while. I think it's in Taurus. Um, it's But once it moves direct, that just is great. So now that Neptune is direct, we talked about Neptune moving direct on the 6th. Now Jupiter is direct. Um, it just means more opportunity is available not necessarily on the 30th, but just over the coming months as Jupiter moves forward and uh, its forward motion kind of just represents its acting in a positive way, mostly, i.e. giving opportunity, expanding horizons, which may have not been as available before when it was in retrograde motion. So that's how the month ends. Overall, this is a pretty nice month this astrologically. I think it's good for the holidays. I think there's a lot here that is going to make people excited and interested in new things. Um, maybe, like I said, the most challenging thing is just being aware of the Mercury retrograde period. Not that it will ruin necessarily anything, but that it just requires more patience and more planning um, from everyone for things to go as smoothly as they can be. If something goes wrong, don't be upset. Don't be too uh, surprised. Do you know what I mean? Like kind of expect that. Um, and if if so, I think that, you know, December should be generally <laughs> an okay time for most people. Okay. So that was the December 2023 horoscopes. If you want to join our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash I need God. If you could afford to pay $5 a month for me to keep doing this, then that is my dream for us. If you can't afford that, you could pay $1 a month. You don't get any podcast episodes for that, but you do get into our Discord. You could also join on our angel tier. Our angel tier is just the highest amount per month that is available and if you could afford that then that makes me really happy and i'll send you a little welcome package like a envelope with stickers and a note and you get a 20 percent discount on our online store and we also pray for all of our angels at the end of every episode so i'm pulling up the angels right now seeing who's an active angel member and let us pray for them allison white emily june Jenna, Neve Parker, and Nicole Gautier. For them, Lord, hear our prayer. <laughs>